do you all do? Because my question, if I were watching this, and, and I, honestly, it's, if I'm just being honest, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I can wake up, and I'm going to fast, and again, by noon, I'm mad at everybody. Accountability. And I want to everything. Accountability so partners help. Yeah, what is a practical, what happens? How do you get over that hump? Because I can just go read my Bible and I'm sitting how hungry I am. Just see, mm -hmm. you know, I came and read it. Cause That's what's so interesting is it does. Like the Lord reveals stuff in you that, you're, that you have to deal with. Yeah. So, and, but I will say what's cool about fasting and how God designed our bodies is, so I fast every Monday, but I always joke because everyone at work, you know, eats their breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, snack, coffee. And by the end of the day, they're like, I'm so tired. And I'm like bouncing off the walls. And they're like, how do you have so much energy? But physically, our bodies actually thrive on the fast. And so when you're talking about breakthroughs, I mean, the Lord will wake me up in the middle of the You don't sleep when you're doing extended fast. You just don't. But I think it's because your cells are so oxygenated because you're not feeding them with the food. But I feel like the breakthroughs have happened a lot for me when I'm doing my long prayer fast. And they usually happen in the middle of the night because you don't sleep. But you have so much energy. Like, you don't need coffee. You don't need anything because your body is like, whoo, ready to go. So if you can get past that little... I do have a little, a little side note, though. If you are one of those people that is addicted to caffeine, yes. you will not at all act like Elizabeth just described. <laughs> it is not like that at all. It is, it can be, I've noticed on my fast, my prayer fast, Excedrin actually is my friend sometimes because I, otherwise what happens is horrible three-day migraines from caffeine withdrawal. So if you are somebody who drinks soda regularly or caffeine regularly, when, and Elizabeth, you don't, because you're don't. just one of those freaks of nature that, that is just healthy all the time. But no, so, so yes, you're right. I agree with everything you're saying, except for just anybody who's out there is wanting to fast. If coffee is your regular routine or soda is your regular routine, good point. Good point. be careful, have some ibuprofen or something on hand. You know, I wish that I was so spiritual that I just called on the Holy Spirit and he delivered me from my caffeine migraine, but he didn't that time, <laughs> next time, next time. But I'm just saying, like, it, I guess it does depend, too, on how toxic your normal diet is. Yeah, yeah so, I'd be having a headache by 10. Right. <laughs> so be careful. And, like, I've done prayer. And it depends, too. Like, there's different kinds of fasting, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the thing about that, though, I was getting ready to talk about that. When I was studying fasting, because I think it was after you spoke at our the Creekside conference, and, and you came to me and you're like, you've got to take Beck's breakout. It's amazing on fasting. But a biblical fast is food. A biblical fast is food. And right. so like what, what I could do is like, well, I'm going to fast from chocolate or I'm going to fast from whatever. But scripturally, they, they didn't have social media fasts. Mm -hmm. They didn't have, you know, whatever. And I'm not saying that before God, I mean, if you have like a diabetic who has right. to have certain things, you know what I mean? I don't think that that God's required to supersede, right. you know, that they need to take insulin or they need to, ha you know what I mean? Right. I don't think we should just put that on him, but, but there are, and there's different ways because it's a position of the heart. Do you know what I mean? That they're going to put the, but a true biblical fast in scripture has always been from food. Right. But know? what I meant was there are some people say, I will only have water and others are like, well, I will have tea or coffee or, or broth, you know, things that don't have calories in them. I'm not going to have creamer in my coffee, but I'm saying like, if, if the only thing holding you back from being successful in your fast is the, is the migraine you're going to get from the caffeine headache, yeah. then you may very well do a fast where you just have black coffee. Yeah. And that, that gets you over that hump. Uh, the, the thing to be very careful of is in these don't become religious and rule-based. Right. Really be led by the Holy Spirit. It is food. You are fasting yeah. food. Yeah. You are, you know, yeah. for however long the Holy Spirit lays on your heart, 
But I'm saying don't become so religious that, well, Elizabeth does it and she feels great in the middle of the night and doesn't sleep and is bouncing off the walls and all she's had is water. I must be failing. I have to do it that way right. when, you know, I have friends who they have to have tea or they have to have coffee Absolutely. or, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just have to be careful about turning to those. Um, Beck, I think it's brilliant what you brought up about how, you know, that we're supposed to give. What is it? Um, pray, give, and fast. I love that. And I don't, do you know where that is in scripture? We may Matthew want, nine we're going to put that up. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. But um, how do you know, how do you know when God is calling you to a fast? Like Elizabeth, you're kind of like on a schedule. Like that's just a normal routine, normal routine of your life pattern. How do you feel like called to it during certain seasons? I, do you... So I would say that like I, what I was saying earlier with like, as your prayer life is growing, mm -hmm. then I feel like in that same way as you are, you might be seeking the Lord hard after something like praying for someone's salvation mm -hmm. or whatever. And you just feel like, you know, you're knocking and asking and asking and asking and, and he might just put it on your heart. I feel like he does that. Mm -hmm. I feel like he lays on our hearts certain burdens that we are supposed to be lifting up to him. Through fasting. And, and so mm -hmm. I will feel like I need to do this. Mm -hmm. I just need to set everything else aside because I know I need to be praying for this, but yet I'm letting all these other things enter into my day. Mm -hmm. How do you so, decide how long to well, fast? That's a good question. So if you look at scripture, biblical fasting, you know, Jesus fasted for 40 days, right? And he was in the wilderness during that time. It's very important to see that during that time he was hungry, but it never said he was thirsty. And so if you think about that, you know, that is making sure that he has some, what of nourishment or whatever. All of the other fasts that are food-based um, typically lasted three days mm -hmm. um, with Esther. And then we have Paul mm -hmm. um, on, after the road to Emmaus, he, whenever he um, is blinded, mm -hmm. it says that he fasts for three days right. and three nights. Right. And, and in that, it's always for humbling the soul. Like that's the practice of the Jewish people mm -hmm. is to humble themselves. If you look at David, um, he, in, in Psalms, he says, I humbled my soul with mm -hmm. fasting. And so it was the purpose of, of getting them into the right position mm -hmm. with the Lord. And so, um, so as far as time goes, I don't think there's a specific, mm -hmm. there doesn't need to be a specific. It's, it literally is a matter of the heart. God always tells us, you know, people look at the outward appearance. We can look at the calendar. Mm -hmm. We can look at all this, but what only matters is our heart and where that's at with the Lord. So, um, you know, it would be great and spiritual for me to say all of a sudden, you know, I know that it's this many days and then I'm done with my fast, but sometimes I'll just get to a certain time and I just feel a peace mm -hmm. that I'm like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I can go and eat a meal and celebrate you know, with my family and, and have that time of, of knowing that I sought the Lord with a humble heart for this much time, you know, whatever it might be. And then just the peace mm -hmm. that kind of releases you almost in a way. Yeah. So when you fast, do you always fast for something in particular or do you sometimes just fast because that's a like practice. great practice? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I would say both. So sometimes there are certain things that he lays on my heart that I'm like, I need to be fasting for that. I need to be seeking the Lord daily and, you know, specifically for this. And then other times I just feel like he's probably trying to reveal something in me that I'm not aware of. And I'm like, okay, this is a, this is something that I just need to do. And in that, like Elizabeth said, he's, 
I mean, he's a good father. He's going to give you, I mean, you, you want wisdom, you seek wisdom, he'll give it to you. You know, you want to know more about yourself and, and where, um, you know, where he needs to point you to truth, then he's going to do that, you know, in that time. So it's, it's a both kind of answer on that one. Yeah. That's a good so. question. But I just, I don't know. I just want to encourage anybody who is getting to watch this, um, just to, I mean, if you're still like kind of not sure if you're still kind of thinking, okay, yeah, I want to do this, but I don't know how just read scripture that talks about it specifically in the whole context, like start to finish, like what was the story about? What were they doing? What were they trying to do in this fast? And just allow the Lord to use the spirit to speak to you in saying, okay, this is how it's going to look for me. And it might look totally different when you first start, like lasting till lunch before you start eating your arm. Um, and then later maybe reaching that seven day point or even further or whatever that might be. Um, it's just, it's growth. Mm -hmm. I know so many ladies yeah. that are at the point where they're like, I just want to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. I just want to go deeper. Mm -hmm. I'm doing all these things, but I can't break through. I can't get to that next level with God. I can't go. And, and I think this is what's missing. Right. And maybe a lot of our lives mm -hmm. is the, um, the steady fasting, the, the make it, um, a part of your life, the way prayer is part of your life. Make, be intentional because like you said, that scripture said when you fast, not if you fast, right. it's when you do That's it. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, I think, I don't know, it's just exciting for me because I used to not do it and just so much has happened in the time that I have yeah. that I'm like, man, I was missing out yeah. all those other Absolutely. years where I could have been like really digging deep and just having that time and I missed out. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage people, like, don't miss out. That's don't good to hear because it's yeah. not exciting to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not at that level yet. I, I have fasted. I've done, you know, the, the no food fast. Or I've done a corporate fast. I've done Daniel fast, you know, things like that. So I've done it and had amazing breakthrough um, and, and seen things. But I, I have not done it regularly enough to for it to be exciting but i'm hoping that one day we'll be sitting around the table yeah. again and i'll be like guess what yeah. i'm excited to do a fast yeah. next week right. you know yeah. so i think too like i know i think your church does you know they'll do like a corporate fast and some churches do and they'll say like it's a seven day fast from this day to this day if they're praying for something specific but i think the biggest thing too is like so for some people it's just nothing until sunset for some people, it's seven days. So again, it's not about like the, the legalism behind it. It's just your heart and what you're gonna do when you are not eating those meals. And so for some people, it is like if their physical bodies are not designed to like jump right into a seven day fast, like they will just do that Sunday to Sunday, you know, no breakfast and lunch and then sunset they have dinner or whatever it may be. So I've just seen different formulas just to start to get your heart posture where you're like, I can do this. I want to fast and I want to get closer to the Lord during this time. It's important too. Like I, I remember the first fast that I did. Um, I was successful by the rules that were set, right? It was a 21 day corporate fast. I did what was called a Daniel fast where, you know, um, so by those standards, I was very successful, but I had no breakthrough. And I didn't, I, I, it didn't work for me, like work as far as a spiritual standpoint. And it's because um, I just replaced my normal eating with, what am, how can I prepare this food in a way that is Daniel right. Fast approved? Right. right. And yeah. so I was consumed 
I spent all my time, I'm like, man, this Daniel fast is exhausting because I have to cook so much more and I have to like, I spent all my time focusing on food yeah. is what I did. So it's important to replace the time that you would be eating, mm -hmm. the time that you would be stuffing down these emotions or whatever right. it is with seeking God, whether right. that's through prayer or reading the word or, you know, sitting in a time of worship, whatever it is, right? I mean, right. that yeah. that's the goal, grow right. close to God, yeah. not just body image or focusing more on the foods that you can have, or, you know what I right. mean? Well, and if you think about like in Bible times, right? They're preparing food, wasn't sticking it in the microwave, putting a few buttons in and like eating their food, right? It took all day for them to prepare. So think of the time that it freed up while they were fasting. Yeah. That was a lot of time that they were, you know, cutting, chopping, doing whatever they needed to do, mashing, you know, to get their food to be ready to eat. Yeah. Now that time is given to the Lord as well as a lot of fellowship with one another. Mm -hmm. That time, you know, brought together where they were helping each other to prepare meals mm -hmm. now was separated one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord. That's and one so, thing that I remember. I remember my church doing a fast when I was a kid and we all, had to stay at the church. Uh -huh. It was like a 24-hour fast, but we all had oh, to stay at the like church. A 30-hour famine. It was, so, it was maybe it was, maybe that was. And I just remember people on the pews and like they're on the floor and it was great. And I'm and I'm like looking for the communion grape juice in the upstairs kitchen, you know, like I need something. It's just a kid. And uh, but but I remember it. But there was something about fellowship, you know, and then even the distraction of being with one another and and yeah. laughing and yeah. you know. So that yeah. makes total sense to me that it's not just this being morbid or sad or, you know, and the accountability that you were talking yeah. about, you know, that you're not the only one doing it. Yeah. Um, and I will also say uh, one of the things that I think one of the reasons why I don't do it is that I'm fearful. I don't know why I'm fearful, but I'm, what if, what if I don't eat? What if I don't eat? <laughs> I think I'll be all right. But like, what if I don't eat? What, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be upset. I don't want to spiral. I don't want to be mad. I don't want to, you know, and I think, but, but I also, on the other, so that's in one hand. And the other hand is what would God do with our lives if we would stop being afraid? Mm -hmm. You know, if the root of my reasoning of not wanting to fast is the fear of how is it going to make me feel? I, there's no guarantee I'm going to be like Elizabeth. You know, there's no guarantee I'm going to have the peace that you have. There's just sort of like this, I don't know what's going to happen. And, but if I could let go of that fear, yeah. what would happen? That's exciting. Oh, so yeah. if you think of it as, have any of y'all ever been on a ropes course before? Yes. Ropes. A ropes course, yeah. like from tree to tree, and you're yeah. on that tightrope mm -hmm. walking over. And if you think about like when you're walking in the truth, yeah. it's like walking on that tightrope. You can fall off real easy on either side, being coming too legalistic or whatever. You know, sure. you, that can happen. You can have those fears of just being yourself and like what, what's going to happen. But if you think of that tightrope, you always, they never send you out there by yourself just doing it. Yeah. They always have you belayed to a line that's right. up above. And that line is like your heartstring to God's heart. Mm -hmm. And so if you think of it in that way of like, I'm going to walk this tightrope, but my heart is tied to his. Mm -hmm. And as long as I have that support and I'm focused on that and where my heart aligns with that, then it's going to be okay. There's a safety. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's, and that's what it is. It's total faith. It's total knowing that there's safety in it. Yeah. Like if God if wouldn't you, have put in scripture fasting, if he thought you're going to fail, sure. yeah. you know, well, he's going to honor your attempts at it. Yeah, sure. He's going to honor yeah. whatever effort you give to it. Yeah. yeah. I just, I think so many times I like my big thing that I say to people is if you trusted him mm -hmm. to follow him in the beginning, 
then why are you questioning your Savior now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because right. anytime, anytime he calls us to be obedient, it's always for our good and his yeah. glory. Yeah. So it's like all those things we feel like yeah. like are you know depriving us, like right. we're depriving yeah. ourselves of food or we're de right. depriving ourselves of whatever it is, yeah. like all these things. Yeah. He's like, actually, it's for your good. Yeah. Like it, it's better for right. you that way, and but it even, feels like it's not. Yeah, you know? and even saying like- It feels like loss, yeah, as yeah. opposed to the yeah. blessing. But how many times do we feel like that with all these other things Whatever. that he called, when he calls yeah. us to, to be pure, he calls us to, you know, whatever it is, like to, to stay in your marriage or whatever, it feels like loss. And yet every single time he's like, no, 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 it's not loss. Like it's yeah. it's better this way, you I'm know, but sure. we feel like it's not. That's I'm good. Sure too. Um, one thing, um, Jessica, I love that, but, um, I have a nine-year-old who's my oldest, and so she obviously just always wants to do what I'm doing. And so it's kind of a family thing when I do my fast, because they're like, when you, when's your fast over? When are you going to eat with us? Because I'm still making all the meals, you know, I'm just staring at them. But um, Whitney was like, well, I'm going <laughs> to, Whitney said, um, I'm going to do a 21-day fast from sugar. She's nine. And it was like watching her and her self-control was so convicting to me. She did it for 21 days. Even with my mom, you know, making her homemade pie and Whitney's like, I'm on my fast. And my mom was like, when are you going to stop doing that silly thing? And Whitney was like, I'm going to do it until 21 days. And like seeing that my nine-year-old can yeah. fast from sugar, where sugar is everywhere. I mean, donuts at church. I mean, everywhere we go. And she made it 21 days. And she said, she was like, I felt like God was speaking to me more because she didn't have the sugar. But even with like outside sources, you know, being like, you can have some. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I made homemade apple pie. And my mom calling it silly. And Whitney was like, no, I'm going to do it. But I'm like, gosh, like a yeah. nine-year-old can take sugar away. And that she can't fast from food. I won't let her. She's too young. But, you know, just like simple things like that where you're like, just let me have some self-control and some discipline and that faith because God's going to honor her and he's going to honor us whenever we take that step and the fear is going to be gone because God's going to be like Jane I've been waiting for you girl yeah. am I the only one I can't be the only no. one do you fast no. I've only no. ever fasted one day okay. like like one full day I've never yeah. made it past okay, that okay thank you we're going to be yeah. center here's the thing it's like I'm going to fast though I am I'm all I'm fired up Whenever, whenever the I, next breaking bread, we're gonna right. have a follow up. Jane <laughs> fasted. Jay, or it's all gonna be about my fast <laughs> and all your breakthroughs and all the breakthroughs. I'm so sorry, Becky. No, no, you're good. Um, no, I would just whenever I. I like to even question myself and say, you know, why are you questioning your savior now as you're walking in faith and you're and he's calling you to do something and yet you're wrestling. And I also, in that question, it seems kind of harsh and pointed and trying to draw me back in. I also remember the fact that even on the cross, our savior said, why are you forsaking me? You know, why God, you know, and yet at the same time, as he uttered those words, he didn't linger in that question because he knew the rest of the psalm, Psalm 26, where it goes through. And that's the question that the psalm starts with. And then it goes through the prophecy of what was going to happen to Jesus because he knew the better that was going to come. Mm -hmm. He knew the cause. He knew he knew the cause was going to have to take place for this promise mm -hmm. to be given. And... Um, and so in that, like, we can ask ourselves, you know, like, why are we questioning our Savior now? And that can be a hard question sometimes, but we really need to look at it and then go back and not lingering in that question, but saying, okay, where now in my past has God proven himself? over and over and over again and look at his faithfulness mm -hmm. and then bring that to the forefront of today That's good. and say, okay, I'm going to go on this faithfulness of my God and what he's already performed, what mm -hmm. he's already done. And I'm going to walk in that on that tightrope mm -hmm. with my heart string to him, you know, it's good. So, yeah. 
That's good. But if you had something that you would just want to send us out on, what would it be? I would just say, if you could, in all that you are, like you're saying, I'm, I'm going to do this. Well. You know? Right? Right? I'm going to pray about yes. it. <laughs> oh, no, you're okay. going to do it. So, so in that, in, the, in you saying, I'm going to do this, like we all should be saying that. Like we should be inspired. We should be encouraged by what the word says yeah. and say, yeah, I'm going to do that. We should see missionaries overseas, you know, pouring out their lives for people and, and for their hearts and trying to find the Lord. And we should say, we're going to do that. Like, even if it's here. And so if anything I could encourage you guys to, to do is, is just do it. Mm-hmm. Walk in it. It might look totally ugly. Yeah. It might be totally sloppy. But as you walk, it's like a toddler, you know, that you're like your first couple. You're like, oh, two steps. I'm so excited, you know. And then like as they grow, like they, they're going a little bit. And then it's three steps. And then pretty soon you're like pushing them down because you're like, oh, you know, just stop walking everywhere. Stop getting into the drawers. But, but that's how it is with our walk is it's going to look a little shaky at first. But as we grow, it's going to be like, wow, you know, she can really keep up with mama's legs now. And we're going to say, we can really keep up with what the Lord's laying down for us now. You know, we're walking in stride with him. So anyways, that's that's my encouragement. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm just so excited. I got to get out of the house and get to hang out with girlfriends. I'm like, yeah, let's sip on our coffee. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens from this particular session with you, Beck. I really do. I think that uh, so many women that will watch us prayerfully will be as inspired as I am, I you know, so. for this and to, and to see what it looks like, you know, and to find accountability partners yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, and hopefully, I mean, who knows what God wants to do? Who, I, we know he wants to do something. I know that because it's outlined in scripture. So it'll be exciting. And the seeds are planted. Yeah. yeah. For his glory and for the kingdom, all that we do. 